What's going on, y'all? Welcome to Jersey Cotton. We have a very special guest. All our all our all our guests are special, but we have a very very special guest. Um, my very good friend, Kellen Fillmore. Kellen, what's going on? How's it going? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh no, of course, of course. And I have to shout out you were the first woman on Jersey Cotton. So Hi, I'm honored. <laughs> yes, that is very major. Um, so little background, um, I'll introduce you. So guys, Kellen, I know from college, um, very good friend, another athlete as you know, Kevin, and I are both football players. So we know, we knew, knew Kellen from just, you know, being in the training room, being in athletic fields, being at different sporting events, things like that. And our school wasn't that big anyway. So if you're an athlete, like, you know, the athletes, um, with that being said, we just form a friendship. Like I said, that's the homie. So yeah, this episode I'm really excited about Kells because it's very unique. I feel, um, I think it's a big topic, a conversation for people our age. Kev, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I think this is kind of something we've all thought about, talked about, but not, not everybody pulls a trigger. I, I feel like a very low percentage do. I've, I can find it the complete opposite, to be honest with you. I think maybe 20 years ago, it was you get a job out of college and you're you're there till the day you retire. And that's just how that shit worked. You build up your 401k and then you just kind of go from there. But it does seem to be pretty consistent with the whole understanding of finding like you, you, you understand that the first job you get out of college is not going to be your your career. And also but. And you're going to switch jobs along the way, but it, it is going to remain in the same field. And I think Kellen, as an example, is a great uh, example of someone that's just gone completely the other direction, maybe a complete 180 or even just a 720 in regards to what she necessarily wanted to do in her career, which is uh, I'm excited to hear more about. I know plenty of people that I am personally friends with are were in the field that you were in originally and they don't speak highly of it. I'll, I'll say that. And we'll, we'll go from there, but that's just my two cents of the matter as well. So real quick, we got to do a weekly recap. Um, Kev, give me, give me yours first. Since, since last episode, I know everybody, we, we missed a week. There was a lot going on, but Kev, give me a, give me a little breakdown. I know it was your birthday. So talk to me about that. I've been busy, man. So as G just mentioned, it was my birthday. 26. So I've been scrambling to get all of my dentists, doctors, everything out of the way before switching off of my insurance. Got, um, had a bunch of my buddies up from New Jersey up to Boston, which was like the first time in like the past three years that we were all able to really all be together. It was a phenomenal time. And, uh, yeah, I mean it's been busy, but that that's just been kind of the runaround I'm going with now. And other than that, hasn't been doing much other than that. All right, Kells, what we what we got going on? What I, I you booked and busy, so talk to me. What's up? Yeah, um, last week I had I attended my first content day. Um, so it was put on by two other photographers. Um, and we went to three different locations in one day. We went from San Diego to um, Bombay Beach, which is like in the middle of the desert, and then to the Glamis Sand Dunes, which was awesome. Um, so it was like, I got to meet probably like 10 to 12 other photographers, get some great pictures. 
Um, and then this past weekend, we had my um, cousin's bachelorette party. And so we went up to Bass Lake. Uh, we got to stay in my cousin's um, cabin, which was awesome. Uh, we had a good time. And then, yeah, last night I had a shoot, a family family session. And, yeah, that's about it. Okay, okay. What about so, you, G? Yeah, uh, this past weekend, I I kicked it, man. I um, met some friends. You know, I've been meeting more people in Atlanta, so I've been hanging out with some friends and stuff like that. Um, I went to some, like, really, really nice spots. One was called the James Room, which was such a vibe. Man, it's right on the Beltline, which like if you are, if you've been to Atlanta, like the Beltline is kind of the thing. Um, it's it's dope. Both of you, when you guys come here, I'm stamping it. When you guys come here, we'll hit the Beltline for sure. But uh, the James Room is like a very proper whiskey bar, and you guys know I don't drink, um, but it's very speakeasy vibes. You know, when you first walk in, it looks like a cafe. Then you ask, you know, to be seated, and you go in the back, and it's this beautiful venue. So. With that being said, you know, the lighting is perfect and, you know, they serve you in, in, in very proper glasses, depending on the drink you or your ass and things like that. But all in all, man, just awesome. You know, did my very consistent with my workouts this past week and and again, just hung out with friends and kicked it. And it's been beautiful in Atlanta, so I can't complain at all. I don't mean to be political, but has Atlanta been kind of eerie since that whole thing had gone down with everything? So it's funny you say that. Not necessarily. I I can't say. I can't. I can't say. I mean, I live on the south side, um, but I passed it. So I was there on Friday. I was up up in basically Buckhead, which is the, which is the north side. Is that where and it happened? Essentially, yeah, about like right on the border of Buckhead, uh-huh. and I forget the name of the next town. But man, I was leaving this gym, CrossFit four hundred four, right, and. On the road, headed back back down to the east side of Atlanta, I see all the flowers. And I was like, oh, my God, this is where it happened. And I see the whole display. And that was the first time it hit me like, oh, my gosh, this is like in the middle of the city, which it was smack dab in the middle of the city. Like based on the area and me driving through it, I was like, wow. So, yes, it is. But again, you know, I think we all, especially because we're all kind of in quarantine still, like like things aren't over, over, you know, people are still in their worlds and, you know, me working from home, I think it's been harder to feel the impact, but, but yes, people are definitely much, uh, very much like on alert and things like that. So I remember when, I mean, I was a, a little, little kid when uh, 9-11 had happened though. So like, and then I remember like the coming weeks after that, there was so much like unity in the community itself and everyone just like, everyone was just like hugging each other. Like American flags were flying so proud and like every sporting event was insane. So like, I'd be interested to see if that kind of turns around in Atlanta there or something along those lines after some, such a traffic event, tragic event like that. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see, I think the NFL just said, uh, they're going to open things up. Um, so, you know, kind of like the NFL, like the first Falcons game or the soccer, soccer season is getting ready to start and soccer's huge down here. As far as like the biggest attendance, because we have Mercedes Benz, like they they let it fill up, um, all on a lower level. But it's such a big stadium. I'm excited to go to my first soccer game. You guys know I love soccer, so um, I'm pretty amped about that. But, they they won the they win like every year the Atlanta team. They're pretty good. I don't think they won last year, but they're 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 very good. They're a very good team. Um, so Kells, everybody, real quick, this not disclaimer, but I call Kellen Kells. Okay, I am I the only one that calls you that. Um, I think so. 
See, see, that's just that's just our thing. Like that's just Kel to me, right? I think you called me that because for the longest time, my name on Twitter was Kels, which uh, I don't know why I did that. Because again, no one calls me that. But yes, you are the only one. That is such a G thing to call someone by their Twitter name. Right? I don't think that was I don't think that was strategic at all. But all right, so real quick, I, and I don't know if I even know the story, but how did you how did you get from the valley see me shout out to see me real quick okay shout out to see me wait you're um, from see me valley like you watch the real that show bros of yeah valley. <laughs> Is, are those real characters like are they real um, people i mean i know it's an exaggeration but um i don't think they're actually from here because like jimmy tatro is like kind of famous i think yeah i mean I they're all from socal i don't know if they're actually from see me i meant just like the, the characters they're based off of are those like actual <laughs> like is that actually what it's like um i don't think they're based off of real people but i mean it's somewhat realistic like the big it's trucks scary. and the flat brims and the oh man that's great oh it's terrible kevin it's terrible sorry go ahead i just had to get <laughs> my two cents in there nah yes. you're good you're good. Um, yeah. So how did you get from Simi Valley? Right. Obviously, softball was, I'm sure, a big reason why you possibly uh, came to Sacred Heart. But tell a little bit of that story. Like, how did you get from Simi Valley, California to Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut? Um, so up until I was 16, I was a pitcher and I had a pitching coach like my whole life. And she was actually good friends with um, the Sacred Heart coaches. And so she reached out to them and kind of let them know, like put me on their radar. Um, and then like, I don't know how it is with football, but like with softball recruiting, we had to like write letters and stuff to coaches. And so um, I wrote them and they ended up coming out to see me, I think in Huntington Beach. Um, so they came to one of like the big recruiting tournaments. Um, and they kind of like made it clear that they weren't looking for a pitcher which it was fine with me. Cause I was like, I just wasn't really into it. I liked hitting play, like playing the field. So, um, but yeah, they found me and that's basically it. When you got to the East coast, was it a culture shock for you? Like what was like that? Did you have any? <laughs> um, yeah, I think for sure. Um, obviously the weather was the biggest thing being in Southern California. We don't really get a winter. So um, that was huge. Um, I would say majority of the people that I met at Sacred Heart were super nice. So people wise, um, it wasn't too bad, but for sure I was super far from home and I don't have any family on the East coast. So, um, it was definitely a shock at first. Now, and I don't notice either Kels, um, at, at Sacred Heart, what did you, which I think this is kind of important to to let the listeners know, what did you actually study at Sacred Heart University? Because I don't think you ever got, you know, really got tapped in with photography or anything like that, anything creative. So talk to me. No, I, um, so I started as a bio major my freshman year um, and then quickly changed to business administration uh, my sophomore year. So I was a business admin major. And then uh, my junior year, I remember coming home on winter break and I was like panicking because I think junior year, like second semester, we had to like declare officially. And I came home and I was just kind of panicked because I felt like business admin was so broad and I just felt like I needed more of like a path. Um, 
So then uh, my good friend, Annie, she was a, an accounting major. She did the master's program at SHU. And I kind of was just like, thought what everybody thinks. And I was like, okay, I love math. I'm good with numbers. Like, I'll just do accounting. And it totally gave me peace of mind. And I like went back to school second semester. And I ended up declaring, um, I doubled in business admin and accounting. So. Okay. That's kind of a roundabout way to get to accounting, I guess, huh? Right. Did you want to be like a doctor at first? That's why you did bio or something? So um, a lot of people in my family are in the, um, like my mom is a dental assistant. My sister is a hygienist. Uh, my aunt works for an orthodontist. So I kind of was like, okay, I'll just go that route. I'll, I mean, ideally orthodontist, but then I realized how much schooling they have to do. And I just like, wasn't really down for that. So, yeah. That That's so funny. Cause I went into school like wanting to be a physical therapist because my senior year I tore my ACL and I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is my calling. Yeah. And then obviously graduated with, with like business admin marketing, the whole yeah. roundabout way. And the mm -hmm. last, the last degree that I wanted to get was accounting because I had taken it with a couple guys and like, you were right. Like it was so satisfying just like having your accounts payable match up with your receivable, like all the nine, like the nine in the spreadsheet or the balance sheet. Right. But I, like sitting in, in front of numbers all day was the most boring thing in my opinion. And a lot of people like the way you had said, like your, your whole family's within some sort of healthcare or that you had, that you had said, like usually people select accounting is cause like their mom's an accountant, their dad's a CPA or like whatever. And they yep. go around about that way. And I guess like once you didn't necessarily graduate with accounting, I mean, did you have, did you want to stay on the East coast? Cause obviously like the big four or five or whatever is right down the street, right, right down the chute from Fairfield in New York city. Or did you plan on going back to SoCal? And once you did get out there or once you did inevitably go out to SoCal, is there like, is there a major difference you think in the accounting lifestyle itself out there? Or is it just kind of the same thing as it is always? Um, that's a tough question. Um, I know for sure I was set on going home just because all my family's out here. Um, and I was just kind of ready to get away from the Connecticut weather. Um, but in terms of like accounting itself, um, I really only got to witness like my classmates, you know, I didn't work. Um, I didn't do an internship with a big four. Um, but it was funny because when I went into um, the master's program, I was like, I'm not doing public accounting. Like I had only heard horror stories. It was terrible. So I was like, no, absolutely not. I'll do uh, private, whatever. And then I get into the program and like every single one of my classmates were already had internships, already had offers, like full-time offers. My professors were like big four all the way. Like it's the way to go. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to be the only one. So, um, so then I applied, I went to a meet and greet, like the first semester with all four firms, applied to all four. And then um, EY got back to me. And so I told them off, like from the jump, I wanted to work in LA. Mm -hmm. um, and so I um, had three interviews and the third interview, they flew me out to LA. And so I had that. Wow. That's so funny. Cause literally all of my friends that have been in within accounting, like the way they got their, their offer is interning. 
And that's the, yeah. the whole roundabout ways. That's like the only way people get it. That's so funny that you actually went about applying to EY Ernst and Young or for people that may not know what that means, but that that's, that's honestly hysterical. And all of my friends are in public accounting too, which is honestly ironic. And none of them wanted to get into that. They all wanted to get into uh, criminal accounting or forensic accounting or any other, like the cooler ways to go about doing so in, within accounting as whatever it is you can get. But they all ended up right. in public accounting, which is funny. Yeah. And I worked with so many people that they're like, oh, like, did you intern? Like, what clients did you work on when you intern? And I was like, I didn't intern. Like, <laughs> no way. I think if I interned, I would have been like, I don't know if I would have done it. So, 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 I mean, we're going to fast forward a little bit here, uh, Kels, you know, so you graduate, mm -hmm. right? You graduate. And then after you graduate, you go back to Cali, correct? Mm -hmm. And did you already have like a position there, like back home? Like how did that kind of work? So, um, I was planning, so before I graduated undergrad, I was kind of planning on just moving home. At that point, I had like nothing lined up. And then in March of my senior year, I broke my wrist and then was able to redshirt. So I came back for a fifth year, played softball, and that's when I got my master's. Um, and then in that, I think by November of my master's degree, so first semester, that's when I got my full-time offer. And so... Um, that happened. And then I finished my master's degree in August of 2018, moved home. And then by the end of September, 2018, that's when I started full time. So did you have to, was there any studying you had to do certain tests you had to pass? Like how did that kind of, what's that world like? Yeah. So for public accounting, uh, the CPA exam is um, what most people take. Uh, it's four parts. Um, they're both like all four of them are probably four hours long, just massive exams. And I started studying in my first semester of my, um, my master's degree. So my master's program. And so mind you, I was playing softball, doing all that. But I, I took my first test in January of 2018 and, um, you have to get, it was tough. I took it in January it took like two months to get back. I, we were on an away trip. I remember, I think we were in like South Carolina in the hotel and I got my score back and you have to get a 75 to pass. And I got a 71. So that was rough. <laughs> um, so at that point I kind of, I was pretty down on myself. Um, and I just was like, you know, I want to focus on softball. Like I'm almost done with season. So I didn't study after that. So I was doing, but I was doing my master's program and, um, and then I kind of milked it and I didn't study again until I think like towards when I moved home and ended up taking that same part again in January of 2019. So while I was working full time um, and unfortunately, again, I did not <laughs> pass. Um, so it was tough. That exam, I want to blame it on the fact that I deep down knew that's not what I wanted to do. And so I definitely did not invest like the amount of time and effort into studying. Um, but it was tough. It was like, if I wasn't studying, I was guilty that I wasn't studying. And um, if I was studying, I was just thinking about all the things I could be doing. So it was a little bit of a battle in that sense. It's so funny because 
I, I mean, all of my buddies that are accountants, I feel like I know accounting at this point from the amount of time that they just BS to me about it. But they say that the first part is by far the hardest part. Like mm-hmm. I have, I have a couple friends that passed it all, all four times on the first try, like, yep. but they've all, they've never exceeded an 80. It was all like 76s and 77s on all four parts. Oh, wow. And yep. then I have other friends that took like two and a half, three years to pass all four parts. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like at the teetering moment. Cause like, I guess you can really take it as long as you can, but like there's like an unwritten rule at all of like the major accounting firms that they're like, all right, if you don't go it in three years, like then you can't be a partner. Cause like there's, yeah. there's, there's a ceiling that you can't like that you can hit without your CPA. Right. Right. You can, you can only become a senior. You can't be, yeah. you can't become a manager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then initially, as soon as you pass your CPA, it's like a 10 or $15,000 bonus immediately. Right. If you pass it in your first year, it's a $5,000 bonus. If you pass it in your second year, it's 2000 And then I don't know if if it's anything after that. But um, uh, I want to say it probably depends firm by firm yeah. in terms of like if you um, pass it later on. Exactly. So that yeah. like that was just kind of leading. You kind of just answered the question within itself is like, for not only you, apparently you as well, but a, a lot of everyone else that's in accounting and thinks that, oh yeah, well I'll just pass the CPA and I'll be fine once I get out of college and everything like that. I'm going to make all this money where that's a huge deterring factor to, for people to continue on in the accounting world. And it's so funny that like, that was the one little nudge that you really needed to be like, you know what, like this honestly is just like stupid, boring work anyway. So yeah, it's pretty funny. How, how long as far as time span, did you, were you like, actually an accountant like talk to me about that because i remember i know we've had our conversations and i remember i would check in on you because i as a friend i knew kels like and you knew i knew yeah like i knew i was like no i don't like how when i call her she's like yeah work's going like i'm over in here i'm over in this part of the city now like it's okay and i'm like damn like i i hate hearing that so as far as time give people a perspective like how long you actually were an accountant So I started at the end of September 2018 and I quit in December of last year. So I worked for like two years and three months. So I was a senior one when I quit. Okay. And you, you kind of, I mean, I think everybody knows the answer to this is technically, but like what really prompted the, the career change? Um, so for people who don't know public accounting, you have busy season for the first like four months of every year. And for busy season, you work, um, it's tax season essentially, right? Um, so I worked in audit, so I wasn't really affected by taxes. Um, it's more so like majority of companies close their books, 1231, and then you have to audit that year. Like as Mm -hmm. soon as 1231 hits, then you have to, um, file, usually like with the SEC, like by, um, it all depends, but public companies usually uh, like mid February and then private companies get until like late March. So, um, so yeah, it's a super busy time. Um, we work, we would work till uh, I got, I would say I would got, I got lucky because the latest I worked was probably like consistently till like 10 PM, but there's some, That's not clients, bad at all. <laughs> yeah, there's clients that work till, 2am like every single night and so 
um, the worst part is that we don't get overtime. So you don't get compensated for that. There's zero yeah, overtime. Salary base. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so that I was just, I, I got lucky. I would say my first two busy seasons were not terrible. I know plenty of people that had it worse. Um, but this year, um, coming into this year, so I'm a maid of honor in two different weddings. Um, the first one is in two weeks and the next one's in June. Um, and so I knew I had a ton of basically like events, you know, things that I wanted to commit to, um, in the beginning of this year. And so that was one of the reasons I was just like, I don't want to have to deal with, um, people like with work and with, you know, that kind of obligation, especially because deep down I knew that's not what I wanted to do. So it didn't seem worth it to me, um, to give up those, um, experiences. Um, but then on top of that, so, um, photography. So, um, <laughs> long story, but my best friends got engaged in July and I was like, you know what, it'd be super cool if I could take your engagement pictures. Um, and they were on board. So I ended up buying a camera in late July and then took their pictures in August. And right away, I like, I loved it. Their pictures <laughs> looking back on it, like compared to now, not the best, but, um, <laughs> it was super, it was super fun. And, um, from there I started doing, uh, my sister was like, you should offer family photos for the holidays. Right. And so, uh, I put myself out there kind of just like post on Facebook. Um, I took pictures for my siblings and their families, um, and ended up getting a good amount of work, um, from that. And so that's what kind of gave me a glimpse in like, okay, what if I could do this like full time? Okay. And yeah, that was like my, kind of my next thing is like, you know, a lot of people talk about career changes, but a lot of people don't want to do it. I mean, I kind of went through one, no, nah, I wouldn't even necessarily career change, but change, change uh, jobs. You know, you guys both know I was coaching for three years and um, that's something I was like, mm, I'll give it a shot. I'll see kind of how it goes. If I like it, I'll continue. But um, there were other things that I wanted to pursue. So, with that being said, like I do definitely know the feeling, and yeah, it's a little, little, not, yeah, it is a little scary because you're like, you know, for me, football wise, football came easy. I knew the defense. I was literally coaching the defense that I played in. I, I, I it was my alma mater, so it was very safe, very secure. Um, I first and foremost, I'm proud of you, like that you even made the jump. Like when you told me, I remember you when we spoke. I remember I was like, oh my gosh, let's go. And I, proud is the only way. Like I literally just was applauding you when you when you did it. So, um, congrats again. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Thank I, you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to say congrats again. Um, and then boom, like you're now you're now you're a freelance photographer, right? You're freelance. Were you nervous about the switch? Um, yes, I would say I was for sure nervous, but also like, I am surprised it didn't scare me as much as I thought it would. Um, but I was nervous. I definitely had a lot of pressures, a lot of like outside, um, perspectives, outside people kind of like questioning my decision, um, as they should people who care about me, but, 
I was um, real quick, real quick. I was going to, I was going to ask you that, you know, uh, were your parents supportive? Because I know a lot of people who let their parents kind of hold them back because they don't want to let them down. Like that's the thing. If it's not consciously it's subconsciously, that's a thought of ours, you know, just as their kids, especially some, you know, they're human beings that raised us and want us to be successful. So how was, yeah, kind of elaborate on that. Yeah, so exactly. Um, I would say, I mean, my parents are my, you know, in life, they've always been my biggest supporters and definitely want me to be successful. Um, and so it was definitely hard for them. Um, my dad's biggest thing was he's like, well, you know, if you quit, you should have a, a job lined up and just so fair, you know. Um, but just the thought for them, the thought of me leaving a secure job with a secure income was like pretty crazy. You know, they just couldn't really fathom that. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it was tough for them. My dad didn't say much. Um, my mom was very skeptical. Um, she kind of didn't really want to talk about it that much. So I would like sprinkle some things in here and there just to try to like, let her know, like I'm doing it, you know? Um, but now they're like my biggest supporters. Like my mom's super excited for me. She gets excited when I show her pictures. Um, she talks to patients about me sometimes. And she like finally has like, she just told me like, she finally understands like how much guts it took to like make the jump that I did. Um, so yeah, I definitely have them on my side. So that's really helpful. That's the most parent thing I've ever heard in my life. Like that's the one thing that, Dodo, my mom has always said to me, she's gonna be mad at me for saying this, but it's like almost a threat to be like, if you want to leave this job, like, be sure you have another one. Like, I'm not letting yeah. you leave. And you're just like, all right, mom, Whoa. I appreciate it. But uh, thanks a lot for supporting my dreams. Um, <laughs> right? But, but my question is like, I, I mean, you just like, like Gordon had said, and what you guys have just been talking about for the most part is like, this is a gigantic leap between accounting and now you're a freelance photographer. Was there like, a specific picture that you took or you saw someone take that made you be like, you know what, like this is actually really what I do. Like maybe like an aha moment or something along those lines. Um, I would say just seeing how quickly I progressed and how much improvement I made in like a really short amount of time. Um, that kind of gave me like a lot of hope. And then just the feedback I would get from um, the people that I took pictures of my family, um, it definitely like reassured me. And so that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know about a specific picture. Um, but I did like, it's crazy that the community, like the photographer photography community is crazy. Like the amount of photographers I've met and they're super positive, super, they always say like community over competition. And so they're huge on like building each other up, um, like teaching each other, like giving tips. And so um, that's how I really like learned that I could do it full time because there's so many that do it full time. And I don't know, it was just like, okay, like this is possible. Gee, what's yours? Do you have an aha moment? Do I have an aha moment? First and foremost, I am, I, again, I'm going to golf clap so we don't hear it on the mic, but I am not freelance anymore. I mean, I did do it in for about two years and I think mine kind of came a little bit more, I guess, organically in a sense, 
you know, you guys know the story about the injury, then the book, and then, you know, I just had time to, to figure out other things I was interested in, but, um, aha moment for me was probably, I was in the studio with Bill and it was making me happy. I was like, I'm, I don't get tired doing this. There was never, I never got fatigue. I wasn't like, oh, I got to edit. Oh, I got to go shoot. Oh, it was never that. You never like it's seven, mm-hmm. you know, if you had to get up at 534 because, you know, the sun is rising and you you need that that certain amount of light. I was excited. I was like, all right, let's do it. Like, come on, let's not be late. Let me set up early. I think that was it for me. Yeah. So, but man, and, and I will say it just made me happy. And it does still. And I will, and I definitely have this, I have this question a little later on for sure, Kels. Um, which we'll get to that. We'll get to very um very photographer specific questions, but um, real quick, what adv- what advice would you give to somebody who, you know, wants to make a career change? Not even specifically photography, but what advice would you give them? Um, I would say if you're gonna make that switch, you definitely have to go all in, a hundred percent. You can't half ass it. You need to. Um, invest your time, your effort, your money into your education and yourself. Um, you really have to go, like I said, all in. That's the only way you'll be able to make it work. Is there anybody that kind of like inspires you photography wise? Like, is there anybody that you kind of seen? You're like, wow, I love this person's maybe style or how they shoot or what lens they, what focal length they use. I'm getting super specific now, but like, is there anything? Yeah. Um, I would say, I do follow a girl. Her name is Biba Vowels um, on Instagram. I actually use her presets most of the time, um, but she's super talented. She's, I just love her vibe. It's very like, you can just, you, I don't know. It's just very happy vibes from her photos. Um, she travels a bunch. Um, she does workshops. So she teaches other photographers, um, but she just seems like an awesome person. So yeah, I would say she inspires me. That's beautiful. I never heard of her. So definitely shoot me her at just so, just so I, rem, rem, uh, you know, remember, send, send me on Instagram, please. I'd love to f- give her a follow. Uh, and a lot of people, I don't think they realize like how much work it takes to be an entrepreneur. So, so far, you know, it's been fairly new to you. How, how's being an entrepreneur? How, what's the experience like? Um, I would say it's a positive experience. I mean, it's really nice, like not having to answer to, you know, a higher up. Um, I get to make my own hours. Um, I get to, like, I'm in control of my creativity. And so um, I get to make things what I want. Um, But yeah, I would say it's been awesome. I've been able to meet so many people, so many different kinds of people and network uh, with other entrepreneurs. So um, I think like the community too, that I mentioned, like that's pretty, um, an awesome part of it, but yeah, I would say I definitely enjoy it. And before we go into this, this kind of a, like a speed round, we can kind of say, yeah, I could see it on your face. I could see it in your vibe. Just talking to you on the phone, FaceTime. I know the answer, but are you a lot happier? Cause it just, it feels like it. Oh, I am like 
insanely happy. Um, I'm super happy. I would say the biggest thing is that I finally get fulfillment out of my work. Um, being able to work with people, make them feel beautiful, make them feel good about themselves. Um, I get to talk to people and like use my personality. Um, and I think that's huge, you know, opposed to I was sitting behind a computer for hours on end and barely even talking to my coworkers. So um, I would say I, I think it's impacted my life, like all in all, um, who I am as a person. I think I've been able to grow already in the last couple months. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm super happy. I just had that. Is there any, sorry, Jay, is there at any point in your, however long you've been doing this, whatever it's, I think a couple months you had said, right? Yeah. Has there been any sense of regret? I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit here. (laughs) Uh, No, none. I would be shaking in my boots if I were you. I'm not even lying. Yeah. All the power to you. That's unbelievable. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would say like my life in general really like allowed me to make this change. Um, I do live with my parents still um, and I'm super grateful for them. Um, and they're really supportive. So um, that's been a huge help. I couldn't imagine paying rent right now. It'd be a little tough. Um, it's the worst. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Um, and then also like with my job, like I am, I will say I don't regret my accounting job. I don't regret my two years in public accounting. Um, I was able to um, meet a lot of people, have some very corporate conversations. Um, it was definitely a learning experience um, that I'm grateful for. And I was able to save a good amount of money. So I'm very thankful for that. But All right. We're going to wrap this up. Kels, you ready? We're going to go into some photography questions. Okay. All right. Here we go. Before you do, I didn't even know that this shit got this serious based off of these questions. <laughs> oh, you have, you have no idea because I don't even have that much of idea how in depth and and Kels I mean we talked about this there's so many things that I still want to learn from you that I know you've learned and kind of that did continuing education classes and things and there's still things I want to share with you that you might not know that I've learned that I've showed with shared with like OC Marquis and stuff like that um Mm kind of maybe the past you know year prior before you got into photography so I definitely want to you know sit down with you and pick your brain Okay. Because uh, because I, I will I, say, go ahead, Jake. I will say because guys, Kellen's work is fire. Like, I I I'm going to keep praising her. Her work is dope. If you are in California, or really, if you are in the country and you want her to, if you're out of the country and you want her <laughs> anywhere, yeah, if you want her to shoot events for you, please reach out. We're gonna we're gonna obviously share everything, all her information and stuff like that. But go ahead, go ahead, Kev. I just had to do that. Kelly, the amount of times that I've looked at Gordon editing photos and saying, like, what's wrong with, with the one you just took with the camera and the look of disgust on his face looking back at me. Right. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into it. It's crazy. People don't know. People don't realize. They think you just show up and it's just like, ah, oh. like mm-hmm. I've definitely questioned my existence from the looks I've gotten from him <laughs> based on <off of> that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that's funny. I just, I just don't have the, the eye, I guess, whatever you guys call it. (laughs) (laughs) You ready for this? Yes. All right, let's do it. So 
very generic photography questions, but we may go a little deeper. I, might, I have some written down, but we might have a couple more that I might just pull out. Here we go. So favorite camera at the moment, what do you like shooting with? Okay, so I just got the Canon R6. Um, I just used it for the first time yesterday. Love it. It doesn't miss. Um, I have. I also have a Canon EOS RP, which is like a lower end mirrorless camera um, that did the job. You know, it worked great. But yeah, the R6 is fire. It's something serious, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about actually maybe switching because I have the Fidey Mark IV. I, I'm thinking about possibly switching over to mirrorless. Do it. So, okay. Um, favorite lens. If you, I mean, that's the most basic photography question ever, but if you had one lens forever and it could be, it could be prime or adjustable, what would you rock with? Um, I would say the 35 millimeter 1.4. Um, I have the Sigma and I love it, but, um, eventually I for sure want to switch to the Canon. Um, but for now, 35 mil, I would say Prime lens um, is my favorite. I did just get the 2470 uh, 2.8 zoom lens. Um, so we'll see how that works, but I'm excited. Uh, Canon or Sigma? Canon. I, that's the lens I use. That's my everyday lens. I love it. Cool. It's awesome. Nice. Um, okay. Favorite subject to shoot? I would say for sure couples. I love hanging out with couples shooting couples um just like being able to capture i always it sounds corny but capture their love on camera like i feel like when i look at my pictures i can just tell how in love those two people are and i'm like a total romantic so yeah that's for sure my favorite okay um favorite environment you shot in um i would say i prefer like anything like nature mountains um i've done a few beach shoots not my favorite just because the lighting can be kind of tough um but i will say last week when i went to the dunes that was awesome it was like it felt like i was on on another planet those photos came out so beautiful i love those thank you favorite time of the day to shoot for sure sunset um yeah, sunset's probably my favorite. I did do a sunrise shoot last week. Also super cool. It's just a matter of finding people that want to shoot that early. Um, but yeah, I would say sunset. Okay. Um, how would you describe your style? Um, I'd probably say like natural, candid. Um, I like movement in my photos. So that's usually what I preface my couples with. Um, I never want them to feel like they're awkwardly like stuck standing posing, you know, so I always kind of tell them to just like keep moving, uh, play around. Um, yeah, I love that you said that everybody if you're listening for as far as photographers go, like we know movement makes pictures good. Oh, yeah, if you're I that's why and Kels, you know me, I don't like as far as our styles, you know, they kind of contrast. I don't like really formal like i like the in the moment type of situations but that's why i think movement is what kind of i thrive towards um mm -hmm. but i'm happy you say that even with your style and what you shoot movement's big so i again that's major that's major i love i love to hear that uh so what are some of your photography slash business goals that you currently have that you're willing to share um I would say just probably shooting, um, getting more weddings on my calendar. Um, I have about three of my own weddings scheduled 
this year and two scheduled next year. Um, and then I'm second shooting in seven weddings this year. Um, so I'm pretty happy about that, but yeah, I would say just getting more clients and, um, doing more weddings. Okay. And this is kind of, kind of a, a, Wait, gee, yes. Is, is that, is, is weddings where the money's at? Yes. Okay. That's what I had figured. Yeah. There's, there are people out there. There are literally people out there that will do photography and videography charge 10 to 12,000. I'm just putting a number out there, charge 10 to 12,000 and only work. Let's just say 10 or 12 times a year. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, like 18 year olds are out there li- literally Airbnb for a month, edit and edit and chop up all the video and photos, send it to client, book the next one and go do it again and just do it 12 times. They only work 12 days out of the year. And just after that, just edited everything and sent it to the client. Like that's literally people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously if you want to make more, you just double up and, or do a little bit more work, but yeah, that's the thing. I know. Right. You're shaking your head and you're like, what? But yeah, there's, there's people who are doing that. I'm just shaking my head in disappointment about myself because I don't know where the fuck I went wrong, but what are you going to (laughs) do? What are you going to (laughs) do? Right. All right, Kel. So what's next for you? as a photographer, even though this is just the beginning and this is kind of, you know, you don't have to have a complete answer. This is so, you're so early on and you're doing so well, but you know, what's, what's next? Um, I would say, I mean, short term, like wedding season is like happening right now. So just, um, kind of getting into the swing of things with that. Um, but I just want to like keep learning. Um, I think I want to attend more workshops, um, content days, um, just, I would say invest in my education. Um, they have a lot of photographers, um, offer mentorships. Um, yeah, I would say just like continuing to learn more and perfect my craft. I love that. All right. Well guys, that's the episode. Kellen, thank you for giving us your time. I really appreciate it. It's awesome chatting with you and also, you know, I love that room, the office. So it was good to see the office. I haven't seen the office in a while. <laughs> but uh, Kev, do you have anything, any last words, any questions you want to ask, Kellen, before we go? Um, I hope the Giants don't fuck up this draft. That's really it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Kev. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Kev. Kellen, do you have anything? It's any- been on my mind every day. <laughs> Kellen, do you have anything that you want to add, possibly? Um, not really. Um, I just want to say thanks for having me. It was really nice to talk and share my story. Um, shameless, shameless plug, go follow me. Um, I was, I was, I was literally about to say that before we go, everybody, please go follow Kellen. Please let them know your Twitter. I'm going to put everything in like the, the show notes and everything, but please let them know where they can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Yeah, Instagram, Sunshine Sister Photography. Um, yeah, Sunshine Sister Photography.com. That's where I'm at. Hey, everybody, please, please, please reach out. And if it's not you, if you don't need her services, you may know somebody that needs her services. Um, check her work out, retweet, share, leave a comment, you know, like it, everything. Just support. Um, <laughs> this is one of my very good friends. So again, she's she's I'm not even going to say new at this because her work, you, when you see her work, it doesn't look, does look, doesn't look like she just recently started. Cause it's only been what, how long now? 
Um, since I went full time, it's been three months. Exactly. And when you see when you see the work, you're gonna be like three months. It's gonna make <laughs> you want to pick a camera up. Like, well, let me turn up. But I'm just gonna say this: it's more than that. She's just she's making it look easy. And again, I'm very proud of her. So, um, before we go, please review, subscribe. Everybody keep supporting. We've been enjoying this. We have so many more guests lined up. I'm super excited for what's coming up next. But again, Kellen, thank you for your time. Peace and blessings. Thanks, guys. See ya.